How you doing, guys? Uh, something a little bit different this week. Uh, as I mentioned last week, and before our interview with Augie Carton of Carton Brewing Steelless Beer, I was going to run my interview with Augie and John on Steelless Beer this week. Uh, so that's what you're going to hear after this. Um, listen to the podcast, and uh, when you're done, go check out Steelless Beer. Um, do the whole like five star subscribe thing. You deserve it. Really great podcast over there. And um, yeah, so. Uh, enjoy, listen, let us know what you think. Write us uh, massivebeers at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the interview. Let us know what other kind of content you guys want to throw our way. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button. Give us those five stars, baby. And uh, do the whole comment thing and uh, let us know what's what. So, yeah, hopefully we hear from you. Hopefully you enjoy this interview and uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Steal this beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right, hey y'all, it's 5 o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. Is it spot on five? Did it's, I nail it? It's 4.58. Motherfucker. <laughs> Rewind the shit. I thought I, I thought I All right, nobody listened for two minutes. Um, I, I felt like I finally had it. Like I, I thought you were going to be like, oh, my God, he's I right. Know. My watch says five o'clock. Yeah, well. My, okay, so you're. Yeah, but mine is 10.10 wins news time. On a, <laughs> at the analog so watch. So it's 1985. You'd be I've surprised. i Garmin satellite time. Uh-huh. Hot to the second. Yeah, anyway. Now it says five. Uh-huh. Now it says well past five. <laughs> Fuck you, John Hall. Anyway, anyway, hi, nice to see you. We are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. That's John Hall critiquing me. Justin is in the both producer and mixer seat. If We're anybody in. sees Cass, will you tell him we miss him and please come? <laughs> Somebody home? tell Cass there's a podcast on Mondays at yeah. five. Um, we tried putting a bell around his neck. And our it's just, accomplice yeah. du jour is Matt Dapkins. Dapkins, 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 like Dapkins with a D. Right on. I like it. <laughs> you lose that one a lot to you. Oh man, since I was five, cash money. <laughs> You know what's funny is Carton, my last name. Uh-huh. My my mother grew up saying like a carton of cigarettes. I think to avoid the carton of milk thing. Me never aware that there was also a brand of cigarettes called Carlton, and it took me to late my twenties to figure out that I was suggesting a misspelling for many. <laughs> you know, Carton like the cigarettes instead of car- Carton like of cigarettes. I just had it wrong my whole life. Got a lot of L's in my name. Anyway, back and to now it. you're just like you know the boat. <laughs> 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 Carton, like, like the, the boat? Like yeah. the brewery? No, I yeah. say, now I say carton like of milk, but uh-huh. I'm not uncomfortable like <laughs> like my mother was with being associated with milk for some reason. I don't know, man. The, the 50s were a weird time. Um, Matt Dapkins. Matt Dapkins, like napkins with a D. So, let's see. I think you and I met on a proper radio show, right? Not yeah. a podcast, like a real on-the-radio radio show. Yeah, I used to do a radio show with me and my buddy Derek. We used to do a radio show out of northeastern Pennsylvania. It was like an FM radio station. Um, the shtick was, you know, 15 minutes of talk and then 15-minute brewer interview and then, uh, and then 15 minutes of talk. John was on it also. That's right. Um, and that was probably about like about two, two and a half years ago. You were on twice. Once we did uh, just carton brew and then we did a coffee segment about putting coffee in a beer. Right on. Well, so the carton one I remember because I believe I talked to you driving a car home from Extreme Beer Fest <laughs> yeah. with yes. four of my employees in the car and the kind of hangover Augie gets when he goes to things like Extreme Beer Fest. So I remember saying as I hung up with you to everybody in the car, I was like, 
how bad was that? And they're like, you think we listen to you, dude? You listen to me for 72 hours. I have no idea what you just said. But so I'm sure it's somewhere. But um, so let's go through the progression. Then a lot of times, like, so you have a YouTube review site, which actually I'm going to say I like, but I like it because you say nice things about my beer. To be completely honest, I really tend to tune in when somebody says, hey, you're on this thing, watch it. Then I'll watch two or three more that are around the time, and then I fall back out till somebody says, here it is. But every time, I really like what you're doing. And the YouTube channel, we should point out, is Massive Beers. Massive yes. Beers okay. on YouTube. But I really like what you're doing because, you know, if, if Steal This Beer has any, you know, we do a million things and we have a million fights, but, you know, Carton, Carton the Brewery, Steal This Beer, the podcast, and I think John in general on all his medias, we're trying to just be kind of enthusiastic we see no reward in being mean even though you could be yeah we want we want beer to be fun we want beer to be cool we want to talk about what beer is and kind of take hype out of unworthy hype and add credibility to things that are being missed and just have a conversation and massive seems that you know what i mean you're very enthusiastic you're obviously you have a good palette and your description is very fun something i care very much about i like hearing you use words although my favorite moment is when you've just decided the actual words better than you know it tastes like beer yeah that's, that's how i'm gonna describe this one go fuck yourself i was like <laughs> i was like those but um but so is there a mission there were you just thinking people would care why did you start putting a camera on yourself and recording how many beer reviews have you done now um about 1600 um and uh it was more born of just like, you know, being an introvert and wanting an outlet and also wanted to do something with beer. I didn't want to be a brewer. I wasn't a journalist. I wasn't a writer. I didn't know what to do. So John I would say no one is. <laughs> so I just started doing it just to do it. Would I? And, um, and then at first it was a lot of like, oh, I graded this much. I graded that much. But then it just started. I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And then just started doing more of a like, do I like it or not? And trying to be, for lack of a better term, more of like a Pandora, Spotify oh, you like this plug in, this person will tell you what this is like. So more people kind of are like, okay, one, it's entertainment, and two, if people dig what I dig, then more often than not, if there's something I dig they never had, chances are they'll like it or not, yeah. rather than uh, being absolute A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And, and you seem to not let yourself get stuck in the barrel-aged stout, hazy IPA, lager thing, right? As I, as I flip through your catalog, you yeah. seem to taste... A well, ton of different shit. Well, I try, but it's also, you know, I'm, I'm 42 years old, and I got in the beer, you know, right around, like, 1999, 2000, so it's, like, yeah. the stuff that I love. You love what you love, even when you look pat in the past, and then you watch the thing that you love, TV-wise, or, or read, uh, if you read a book, and you're like, well, that's pretty shittily written or made, but I still love it because it's what I remember. Not saying the beers that I love yeah. now or, or, or back then were shitty, but it's like you get a love and appreciation for a lot of different things, and you just try to bring that to the front instead of, just doing the Hazebro hop body stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and you evolved. So one of, my, one of my brewers I've worked with in the past was married to a very good tattoo artist and has a m giant tattoo all over his body that she didn't do. But one night we were just talking, and I was like, I was like why, why not have her do it? She's, all the tattoos I've ever seen her done are wonderful. And, and he said there's a couple reasons, obviously. But the biggest reason is... An artist moves on, right? An artist makes art, puts it out there. And if she tattoos me, she's living with her art from that year, that time, indefinitely. And that's not how an artist lives, right? Yeah. And that was the definition that made the most sense to me, but also why I'm happy to love shit I 
loved or made eight years ago, but don't need to love it today and without it becoming less good or interesting. Does that make sense? No, it does make sense because there's also, sometimes you want to, I don't even know how to put it, sometimes you want to be in something and think about it, but at the same time you just want to enjoy it for what it is. And it's kind of, I think it's more like that, like, you know what I mean? Things can be good on a bunch of different levels and things can be bad on a bunch of different levels and you can attack it from a bunch of different angles. So, and while at the same time having fun with it and engage with people and have a conversation and now, do you do you consciously go out of your way to... Because like I said, there's been beers of mine often, which I think is the nature of how I work, which is why I like the feedback I get out of your videos. But there's been beers of mine that you're like, eh, do I need to buy eight more of these? No. Do I think it's fucking cool what he did? Sure. And that's kind of where Carton wants to live, so it's it's the right feedback for the ambition. But you, you I've never seen you go out of your way to be like, you know... Those, those silly little helpful thoughts people have like oh if it was just a little more acidic I'd love it you know you're like, you're like here's how acidic it is and this is what I think of it you know what I mean and those kind of things do you go out of your way to pick to avoid those conversations or to pick beers you think you'll that no, you know what I mean that are in a groove where you're comfortable like infinitely like ego ridden like it's all about me you know what I mean where <laughs> I want it to be because that's the it's like almost like a control you know what I mean you're the control so it's like whether you like it if it's I, I wish it was a little bit more acidic, but I didn't. Right. Someone, I'm not going to say what somebody else might like it being a little bit more acidic. And I get into those points with some beers, and then like it talk about whether I wanted to be a little bit sweeter, a little bit more kind of, you know, uh, whether it be acidic or this, that, and the other thing. But it's all about what I want. You know what uh, I mean? As opposed yeah. to trying to say this beer should be right. Exactly. Uh, this beer should be for me a little bit more this or that. But I think the way a lot of people, especially people that are, you know conceited enough to have a podcast called Seal This Beer or Massive yeah. Beers or record themselves on YouTube, even though are conscious of exactly what you just said, the danger is stating things as factual in an editorial and then, you know, undermining the point by saying, and, and like I said, I, the, my compliment is I think you're good about being like, here's what I, here's what I think, here's what you might think. And you, I think you're very aware of what others might think while paying attention to what you think. Does that make sense? Um, to a point, yeah. I mean, it's all like, I think when you do anything, whether it be this show or whatever, like the, the reason why you, I listen to the show is because of what you guys do. You have, you try not to, like you said, get to um, like, hmm, I don't know how to say it. You want to be opinionated, but at the same time, you just don't want to, you want to be a good kind of asshole, not a bad kind of asshole, well, if that makes any sense. I just um, think that's being Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it, it, you have to be mindful of what you're doing, but at the same time, you can't be unfiltered. It's a weird world to live in. It's, it's, it's the way beer is. Do, do you find yourself, though, trying to censor yourself and then wor- working past that? Because and I, I think the natural inclination when you are reviewing beers is to, um, you know, you want to be absolutely forthright about this mm. and, and, and that's the important way of doing it and the cool thing about us drinking blind is that we don't know who it is it could be you know somebody that we really like or somebody that we've hung out with before and you don't want to be like oh man it's such and such beers we should be nicer um, we don't necessarily have that luxury because of the, the black glasses mm. and, and history shows when you know what you're drinking what you have up in front of you do, you do you find that if you are personally disappointed by something that you hold back a little bit, or do you just like power right through and say like, I gotta, because it's it's your it's your name, it's your rep. Well, no, I always say what I feel. Yeah, you know what I mean. But there's also the combination of it, it, there's a difference between a, a beer I like and if the beer is made well. You know what I mean. So 
there's that differentiation too. Plus, I do a lot of blind stuff. I don't do the black glass and stuff. Yeah, there's like that, there's actually, a whole part of the show where guys. So a lot of your beers. Right. We should get to this, but I don't think it's important beyond what I'm saying. But a lot of your beers come from friends, right? They're like here. Yeah. And some of those come People obscured, I never right? But some of those yeah. come obscured. Like and I, totally I, I wasn't necessarily talking about the blind ones, but the yeah. ones where you are. Where you do have them out and you know what you are drinking. I, like, yeah. I try to, I, there's, it's weird. I, I try not to be as I, 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 unfiltered as possible. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's sometimes where, you know, like, I'll review beers from a brewery that's just open. I have three horrible ones. I might not even post them just for the sake of being like, yeah. let this brewery grow and get into themselves rather than being like, this place is hot garbage. Screw them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, so if there that's is. true, you do a lot of drinking. If you've got 1600 up and there's <laughs> some you've thrown oh, out, I, I, I'm jealous of your drinking. Uh, speaking of drinking, <laughs> what brings us together, John Hall? Oh yeah, what is a uh, candid conversation of beer and what it is, not what we wished or thought? I'm rushing us to this, even though you'd usually have to remind me because I'm drinking this one quick. You know, right. this, this is, is this is pressing all your cart buttons your, in a big way. Your, your, your wife takes it from you. Yeah, yeah, this is this is this is well, this is that happy medium. Um, so we drink blind out of opaque black glasses, as John's already kind of talked about, um, and we just talk about what's going on in the glass. So it's interesting here. And I never, tr- so you say you listen to the show, but I'm, I'm never trying to guess what the beer is. That's not it. Mm-hmm. I never want to be like, yeah. oh, that's this. But this is hitting a very taut, pretty version of those bone flavors I love. But like it's, like it's the non-oud version. You know what I mean? Like there's the little bit of peanut <laughs> skins, but it's not dominant. There's a great acidity to it, like a real pretty acidity. There's a little bit of sulfur that might blow off with a little more time and barrel before it went. Yeah. But it, it hits... All of those things I love in a beer in a very bright, taut, young package. You know what I mean? So, and when you're saying young, so the thing that that I keep, uh, I mean, like I blend three years no, no, in no, no, rather no. than seven years in it. But to use that word, what I almost immediately got I, the, the back of my brain screamed like, "Oh, red fruit!" But that wasn't accurate enough. Um, it's green strawberries for me. It's it's under light, underripe strawberries where you're getting some of that tartness. Uh, there's just the beginning of that sweetness coming through uh, as well, and it's um, it's young fruit. It's it's not anywhere near ready for prime time uh, on the fruit wise, but in this beer, just is oh, I delightful. Like this. I like um, this. Uh, this is the salad beer for me. This is something where you know you get some you know like a nice. I was gonna say arugula, but that might be too bitter. Um, you know, iceberg. This is a beer that's going to lead to me destroying some value in the cellar. Uh-huh. Right? This is one that's going to be like... You do that, you open this, and then like like the your brain you just... It's like the and I'm yeah. like, let's try this. Let's see if it's as good as I thought it was, or as good as I remember it being, or whatever. We start drinking, I'm like, oh, and already drinking them. The next four things to drink just pop right into my head as a... So if you take this one and you go just... Because this one's... Your green strawberries thing is perfect, right? Thank or white you. currants, but it's it's got just enough kind of weedish body against the acidity that it's not just acid yeah it's got that like i said it's got that little bit of peanut skins brett funk to it but it's not a funky beer no and no but so what i'm saying is right now in my head there's another beer in my cellar that's more of the peanut skins that's a little more of the fruit type you know the tannic fruit skin so it'll make you pull those out of your cellar yeah you know what i mean and then so the next beer is like which way do we want to go and then if we do that right, the next beer needs to be further down that path. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's tomorrow morning, and there's 32 empty 750s in my house of various stuff I've collected over the years that definitely ends at an old marriage parfait. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, from between this and a good, like, I mean, 
real seven-year-old blend, and I mean in my cellar for 10 years. Like, that's where you finish this night, and all of us are eating Tums tomorrow morning. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a I don't know if I can wait until tomorrow morning. Matt, have you you've had this beer before? Uh, yeah, I actually drank this quite a bit. I went to the brewery not too long ago and Ooh. hung out and had a bunch of it. Oh. So, let's... Did you write your sentence? Yeah, you did, I just right? said I'm doing it with salad. Oh, and, that's yeah. where we are. Ooh, green We've bottle. Got a green bottle. Dirty green bottle. But it's from Philadelphia. So this is from fermentary and blendery form, and it's called Formation. I know nothing about this. Yeah. These guys are in do, Philly? Do, in Philly, right by Fishtown. Super cool. They actually well do done, old yeah. school, um, legit Solera method. Like they have their barrels racked and they're, they're doing new and old, in the old school kind of sherry way. And, and they just make really fun beers. That's no really shit. cool. Been super curious is, about these guys for a while, and this is the first time. Why don't we? Ha- why haven't I heard of them? This is exactly the kind of beer I like. Pretty under the radar, right? Like, my that bottle's a couple, several months old. Not, not you know why we haven't heard of them? It's not even 2017. So bottled this year. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'll, I'll tell you why we haven't heard of them. Because Cass isn't canning them. Fucking Cass. Fucking bootlegger. Cass, stop bootlegging hazies. Let me get some real beer. Cass is like, you know, glass is really bad for beer. <laughs> Brought He's to you by wrong. the American Canning Association of America. Um, oh, Justin, man, can we get the, can we get these guys on an Amtrak? Yeah, I would like to reach out to them and uh, get them up here. All right. So well, wait, you'd like to, but like I will. We're, I will, right, John, right, we're I will. asking. Yeah. So so you recently moved, right? You moved to Jersey from PA. Yeah, born and raised in Jersey, but uh, uh, moved to um, the outskirts, like out by uh, Hope, New Jersey, Blairs, New Jersey. Uh, I about think so. I think three months ago. I Come on, say say where you're close to. Close to Hot Dog Johnny's. Thank you. Buttstown, New Jersey. What's that? Buttsville. Buttsville. Yeah. Buttsville. Come on. Yeah. Everybody knows Buttsville is much better than Buttstown. Um, not by much. By a hair. Stop. Oh, <laughs> wow. Right, take a lap. When you get back, we'll have moved on from that. Um, but here's the thing. So I'm, I'm pissed I don't know about this. And I'm uh, sorry you don't know about can it. Can I blame I've, you, Justin? No, you can't blame me. You're I a mean, beer writer. Why do you keep writing things about which hazy we should buy in August versus I, I writing about <laughs> these guys? <laughs> I've never once written that. Mm-hmm. I pitched a, a profile of these guys to one of the publications, and I was going to go down there, but they said, ah, we don't really care that much about them, so... Uh, we don't. We don't think they're very interesting. John, if this is your publication, it wasn't John's publication. It's not. No, I, I won't uh, say who it was. I went down there. No, you should uh, say did who it is. Who is did it? An interview for the podcast. Gonna say who it is. For Wait, everybody's talking. Tony Forder and the L Street News. <laughs> <laughs> I did. An, I did an interview with Ethan, one of the owners, uh, for the podcast version I do. Right. So uh, we got to get to that because I was trying to let the progression go gently from the old show to the massive to massive. But. Yeah, and uh, and then just you know I heard about him, so I was like, hey, come down. And we ended up connecting on a bunch of old music stuff we used to do. So I just sat down for a night, and we just kind of sat there and drank a bunch of beers and just talked for about two hours. Do you have any read on how much beer they're making? They're, they open, like, they're doing the whole, like, we're open Thursday on a Wednesday. They say, hey, we're going to open tomorrow for five hours, but not, I mean, manufactured very small more because they have to. Okay. But that being said, this, along with nine other bottles, are on their shelves nine deep. Fifteen, uh, twelve to seventeen dollars a bottle. You can pick it up whenever you want. Whenever, whatever. So, so, so they've made a good amount of liquid, and they're making it in house. They're not just all uh, in house. Okay. Yeah. Was this corked and capped? Yes. So this is. So they're doing they're everything proper. just like Kenya. Right? Yeah. That's this as is you do. the green bottle as it should be. This is a cool beer. Yeah, it's a really cool it, beer. Yeah. All right, get them on the show, or maybe I'll just reach out to them to brew with them. That sounds like fun. I like this. Um. All right, so so let's get back to Matt. So you just brought it up. Let's get to it. 
So you you had a radio show mm. that you broke away from. Was it because of your moving from PA to uh, New Jersey, or just? It was a combination of a lot of different things. The biggest portion of it was it was a live radio. It was live. It was a live radio show on a Sunday at noon. Okay. So then it got to the point where it was okay. Every single Sunday at noon, I have to be somewhere, and that is absolutely one hundred percent horrible. Yeah, I don't. Have you know what I mean? Me. Like I, I can't. I can't do that. So it got to the point where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, but um. There's a right before I stopped doing it. There was a couple brewers. Um, I tried to book on the show, and um, one of them I just interviewed, which was Kimmick. Oh, and uh, he's a good brewer. And uh, yeah, he's not too shabby. <laughs> Love but, that um, guy. He gave me the whole. Uh, uh, I want to do it, but I can't do it to the fall. Which I took as I'm not going to do it, but I'll be a nice guy. And I just stopped the show, and then he emailed me like three times, going, "Hey, can I do this? You still want to do it?" And I'm like, why am I not doing this? I'm like, I'm traveling in these places anyway. So I said, let me just invest in you know a podcast setup and just turn it into a podcast instead of a radio show and just travel around and, and hang out and have conversations. You know? I've, I've had a couple small interactions with Kimmy. Nice and guy. Such a... But, but all of them follow that story where he's completely being honest, candid, and yeah. fair about everything and, and isn't just blowing smoke up your ass, which you, I think you kind of get used to. And Kimmick says, I can't right now, but I'd love to. Let's try it this way. That way always follows up, right? Like, like for all my, I haven't made it up to meet him yet. But even my brewers are like, hi, I'm, I'm a brewer in New Jersey, and I'm going to be up in Vermont. I'd love to come by. One of them has a great story where he's like, look, dude, I've got a fest all day. Or like back when they didn't have the stories, they had like a mobile canning thing day. Yeah. And Jerry said, look, man, I just want to meet. He's like, all right, I'll be loading the truck at eight. Show up. And Jerry showed up at like 8 a.m. and spent two hours both hanging out with John Kimmick and working for free, <laughs> loading that truck, and came home completely in love with him. And, and it's yeah, and it, it was just seems like the best guy. So, yeah. so you yeah, have John this recorded wife, if guys want to hear you. I, yeah, I put it up about two weeks ago. It was I was just I was on my honeymoon actually, and I was just like, you know, I'll be in the area if you want to hang out, and just went there and sat in his office. Next to a snoring. So wait, next this to a whole snoring podcast. Dogs. Like, you, did you literally just come on our show so that you have a legitimate write-off for your honeymoon? Started a new business, recorded. I don't have no idea. Honeymoon what you're is you're gonna expense the whole honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if I was only off, that smart, dude. LLC the fuck out of that honeymoon. Be like, Look, John Hall's been flying first class for the last two years on the Patreon. I just I want to see Hannah's page. Yeah, that's that's pretty great. Yeah, it's it's massive. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um I'm she in love with to, that. She knows beer. how to skim off the top and the bottom. It's pretty great. Um, yeah, you know, and it's one of those cool things, too, where every time you go up to the alchemist as well, he always has a new piece of equipment to talk about. He always has a new story to tell. Um, and it's so much more than just Hedy Topper when you go there with him. I remember when I visited the new brewery, um, all he wanted to do was show off his waste, uh, wastewater treatment. And, like, he spent, I don't know, an hour standing in this, like, smelly room just talking about it because he's passionate about everything, not just his brew. The most so you got to spend yeah. two hours talking to him for your new show? Uh, yeah, it was an hour conversation, but we were there yeah. for about two hours just hanging out. You know cool. what That's I mean? cool. Like, and he, the most enthusiastic thing he, he showed me was a picture of his great-grandfather with like a, uh, a deli counter that said Kimmick Wieners on it. You know, it was by far and away the most... It said Kimmick Wieners? Kimmick Wieners, yeah. I'm so jealous of that. And he said, you got to love a Kimmick Wiener. And I said, yeah, all you had was Kimmick cigarettes. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Not only I have cigarettes, I had cigarette confusion. This guy's got Kimmick Wieners. See, he does anyway. But that so so, all right. So that that's actually interesting because that's if we were going to relaunch this podcast, 
We started with the Chiefs, <laughs> and, and, and Lord I love knows, the Chiefs. And Lord knows, none of us would do it yeah. now. None of us would do it now. But um, we started with the Chiefs, and I love the Chiefs, so I'm very proud of that. But if I could start a podcast, if a beer cup podcaster has to be super fucking excite that Kimmick's your first guest to launch this thing, with, right? I, I think. That, is that what you said? Did you say no, that no, you he didn't launch it. it. Yeah. I've been, it's been Jesus, going for man, a while. Pay attention. This, is, this is more. I thought well, he, he said was, I started it because well, Kimmick was at my honeymoon. He and, he's the one who made me kick it back off. Oh, okay. and I did a bunch leading up to oh, okay. up to actually right, going because right. I uh, the whole shtick is I gotta be there. I don't want to do it over the phone. I've done a couple over That's the phone. That's smart too. But I want to be there, so it's you know get up to Vermont is tall order. So you know I ended up getting up there. What the hell? So. Is What's there like a, a, a splash in here? Or is this like a? Is this from a nip bottle? I feel like there's like half an ounce. Mine's in here, nice Justin. and full. Mine's nice and full. Sorry, did, <clears throat> did I not uh, divvy well, it up? Just, uh, just see how much is in there. Make sure you like it. Just see how much. <laughs> make sure it. you like it. Here, John. This is one no, of those. No, it's too late now. This is one of those John Hall beers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man. Hello, booze. But and, and it's got that soy thing. That, I love that you don't always yeah. that, right? No, no, no. No, I, I do enjoy that. I uh, enjoy the soy thing. You don't. No, I do. And yeah, this is a huffer. I just get everything around it, right? For me, I got... Ch- yeah, right? <laughs> if you put this in a bag... Yeah, you yeah. I was just about to say, can, <laughs> you we, can definitely we try that? Be if, you, if you bag this on your head. <laughs> um, good Lord. <laughs> I think I've smelled this with you recently. I, you know, I mean... It, I think I've smelled this with you recently. It has similar... Let me taste it and see if it does all those sherry things. It, it's not Billy beer, if that's what you're thinking. Did you break a cork into a bottle and not tell us? You sure shit did. Someone did break you a cork into a bottle. Fucker. I didn't do it. The bartenders opened it. Wow. <laughs> Matt warned me that it, warn us. that it might. Matt warned you. You didn't think to pass that to us? I, I, I told Carl. He opened it. He said we strained it through cheesecloth and put it back in the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> they need... To double up that cheese, so so this, has, so this has some age on it, or or somebody's using really cheap ingredients and a well, time machine. What's funny about this is you know, so it comes up on the show often that that I'm very sensitive to TCA, yeah, and the shorthand for TCA is corked. This beer, when I put it in my mouth, tasted like cork, not like TCA, <laughs> and I had to be very careful that what I tasted in my mouth was physical Actual cork and not. Not a cork taint that reminded me of cork. That's why your glass was so heavy. (laughs) That is, uh, yeah. So, all right. So it's got a lot of the it's got a lot of the soy thing going on there. Some of that. I know exactly what it is. Yeah. My question is: Is it the '98 or the '94? Well, no. They only did. No, they only did it one year, and that was '94. No, there's two years of this. I don't know if that's true. There is. And he thinks it's three years. And you and I had a cherry version once. Did we? In Colorado. No, this elevation. wasn't a cherry version. There, this isn't the cherry version, no. but you and I had a cherry version of it, too. I don't think that's... Yeah. I'm only saying this. So it's got a ton of I'm booze. I'm only saying this because it doesn't it's got have this. the... Sh- it's, got the, it's got the right kind of Oloroso sherry flavors and not the Fino sherry flavors of the one that cost hundreds of dollars. So you think this is Sam Adams Triple Bock is what we're I talking about? I think it's Triple Bock. Okay. I don't think it's Utopias because it's not a enough. No, this isn't enough. Utopias, and Utopias doesn't have corks. Is that right? Yeah. I've only had it at fancy parties. I've never poured it myself. Um, no, Utopias doesn't have corks. Um, Whatever so, this was, even if we're wrong, even if this is... No, even if we are if wrong. This but is, if this is Alaskan Porter again... 
So it still had a cork in it for sure. It's I Orval. can prove by is it? <laughs> oh, can you imagine how old Orval would have to be to taste like this? John Hall, we brought you 1931 Orval. Uh, um, oh so it's God. got this English toffee barley wine thing going on in the but background as well. Tons and it's of coffee. Tons of coffee, tons of chocolate. Tons of chocolate. Um, but like rich baker's chocolate oh. that's like where there's like oh. that bitterness on the end of it. Um, right I mean, now it's smelling better than it's drinking and that's which the, is why I'm guessing it's 98 instead of 94 because 94 everything this thing is blasting at me is a little more subdued and but everything it's tasting is so rich and immediate that I, I'm just guessing so I think all the ones I've really seriously considered were 94s um, or at least those are the ones I owned when I was when I started drinking these man you know what? If this is a fucking lager from Maine, <laughs> it's not me. It's the brewer. <laughs> but, how many, but how many times did they DH this? It's uh, God. This is. Um, we yeah. might be up to a, a, a S or Q D, DH. <laughs> I mean, I just I keep taking whiffs of it, and just I can feel the alcohol just infusing in my brain just through yeah, my this nose. This is one of those it's, days I was gonna go home and work out once I got there. Now. Now I'm just feeling like I might just eat some chocolate chip yeah. cookies and so, watch TV. So the mouth, so the mouth feel is off. Well, I'll just agree on that. Um, no, I don't think it's off. <laughs> I think it tastes like well, chewing my, on the coffee beans. It smells like it yeah. tastes like some I'm every flavor you can imagine reduced way too far. But everything we're yeah. describing has an acidity to it, and it tastes like all those acidities. Right? Baker's chocolate is an acidic thing. Coffee beans are an acidic thing. And why I'm not bothered by it is it feels in line with those aromas feels. You know what I mean? And that's why yeah. I'm saying, like, I think, I don't know if this is going to thin or break. Oh, we're, yeah. def we're definitely right. Yeah. yeah. So you guys know it's we use the bottle. sock monkey to obscure the <laughs> bottle. The sock monkey just came out of a box, and yeah. this bottle barely fills the, the top third yeah. of the and sock monkey. And, and, and the bottle There's is a lot of room blue. in the sock yeah. I No, I see black. Ah, blue underneath. So, yeah, it's triple so we're gonna, go What ahead, year is it? It's a, it's actually 94, 95, and 97. This is 97. All right. Wow. Okay. So I was writer than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 97. So it is, is the most recent one. sediment on the side of the yeah. bottle? What's funny is, so John, John and I did a, a big... Holy, holy crow, just... That is... They, so, yeah, if you gave me this bottle... <laughs> There's sediment. Can you if, take a picture of this, Justin, and will, get this yeah. on our uh, If you gave me this bottle so not see. knowing... Said, what hey, it was, where it came from, and knowing its history, so, without the writing on it, I would guess somebody's homemade wine went terribly wrong. Right. So, so <laughs> this bottle is like actually they, blue they in color, and uh, after the neck ends and it, it gets into the to the body of the bottle, there is a thick blackness caked in on the inside that is peeling off like uh, uh, like linoleum uh, <laughs> on the on the inside of it. This is um, wow. So this is 97. Yeah, I, I found a case of this actually not too long <laughs> Holy ago. Shit. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, not too long ago, about 10 years ago, I mean, but. But um, well stored? But uh, yeah, I mean, on the. Uh, <laughs> well, like, hold on a second. Well stored is a. Yeah. Keep in mind, when I bought mine of these, I bought it like it was a roll of certs at a liquor store. But yeah. The, the corks, I mean, the biggest flaw in this is that our corks are the worst. They, they crumble and they break, but every now and then you get a really good one. This is probably one of the better ones I've ever had as far as it's being kept. fucking dynamite. The, yeah, yeah. 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 Here's the thing, though. So what's funny about the corks, you've now introduced us to a conversation I never thought this would get to. But there's a very bad notion we've touched on in the, um, in the Abscond This Van episode about 
so somehow somebody that people take seriously put out the notion that you should store beer upright, not on its side. Yeah. And that is completely wrong in every way. And I believe the reason it is that way is for the marketing of the beer labels because there's utilitarian caps and not capsules yeah. like wine and all that. And people wanted you to be able to know what you're reading without moving it. But the truth is, if these corks are weak, it's yeah. most likely because they were stored upright and weren't kept moist. Yeah. And that's another reason, thieves, keep keep beers you want to seriously get old on their side, crown cap or not. Why was this brewed in California? What does it say, Justin? It says the Boston Beer Company under special arrangement, Sarah's California. 97 might be before they had their big brewery. Maybe they're in transition. Could have been. Huh. Well, they still do their brewing all over the world. Yeah. But if it's a one-off bot, So the problem with Sam Adams, I would say, God, someday we'll get... How do you say this, Coke? Cook. Cook. Um, someday we'll get that cook in here to talk to. But I'll make the call one. When he was doing lager at eight different places... There'd be all confusion on the eight different places thing, right? But I don't know if this was beer eight, was only made one he place. Was making, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I this I, wasn't a beer that you, that would be confusing. Like they didn't make this at every one of the Sam Adams breweries. I don't even know where the original one. I don't know if it was still California or whatnot. But also, I know when this came out, people thought it was the devil. You know what I mean? Like oh, I loved like, it. Oh, oh yeah, I loved it. I love this. I remember beer. having it fresh actually when it came out. Well, rel- two, three years old. That's funny to say three years old fresh. You know, totally fresh. Yeah, brand spanking new. Oh, I an love 8. this beer. Point four five fluid ounce bottle, and they call it an ale brewed with maple syrup. <laughs> Do they? That's, see, had That's Justin like had Justin read the damn Co- side of the bottle? Stop acting like Justin produces. <laughs> Oh fuck! I love this beer. So I didn't know there was maple syrup. It was that a night. So here's what we need here is a utopia. I'm sorry, a a triple bock perfectionist. Because I don't think the '94 had syrup in it. I think that's something they did in '97. I'll look it up and we'll get the conversation going on. All right, let's get back to it. We're supposed to be talking about Matt. What he's doing? Somehow producing that. It was brewed at Bronco Wines in Sarah's, California. Okay, (laughs) cool. It was brewed at a winery, apparently. All right, right on. So you know when you take. So have you ever been up to the Sam Adams in Boston? Uh, yes, briefly. We, we were brought over as carton from an EBF night. So we got a, I don't think we got a tour that's that unique. I think that place is good enough that everybody that gets a tour gets a good tour. Yeah. But, you know, they knew we were brewers and they let us ask a bunch of dumb questions. But they swear that the Utopia's monstrosity piece of wood in there still has some of this beer in it. Yeah, it's well. There's the Utopia's black version, which would be the anniversary version. And they have like the you know the. the Do people uh, actually the, call it the black version? I don't know if the brewery ever called it I don't that, know. but they did come up with their special bottle. For the yeah, there's like I, they might have did it twice. I know they definitely did it once, where instead of being that kind of pearlescent kind of copper um, bottle or whatever you want to call it, carafe. Uh, they did a, a jet black one, and that's the one that supposedly has a bunch has of triple bock in it. Right on, all right. Interesting. So, so you—that's legitimately a good thing to know. Um, thank you for sharing that. That's that's value added. Justin should have been able to do that. I'm sorry. Value added. We're, 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 we're always sorry about Justin. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, now we're supposed to be good talk here, but I'm just fucking wrapped up <laughs> in my head on this beer. Okay. This is this talk. is the problem with being a drunk instead of being a, a radio guy. Like I fucking, I just want to keep tasting that beer and stop talking um so all right so let's let's do that let's so we've talked about kind of 
I like that you come from an appreciative point in the, the genres I've seen you do your thing in, and you're not just somebody trying to show off the things they've learned. Mm-hmm. But you seem to be a true fan of, of the craft and what's going on. And like you said, you're, you're speaking from your opinion without needing to be pedantic and prove a point. But let's, let's organize the beer you would drink if you were making a beer in aspects of just the four ingredients. Let's, let's go adjunct-free. But of the beers you've been tasting in this wide myriad of 1,600 beers... What level of hoppiness would you want? What level of malt would you want? Like, what if, if somebody was going to pick any brewer, let's pick Kimmich. If he's going to put together a beer from you, say, I'd like it hoppy-like, malty-like, yeasty-like, and watery-like. And it's okay if that's not one beer. You know what I mean? Just what are the ones that are newer? Are old you asking me, like, out? a really long-winded one of my favorite beer? Or no, no, because no, that's, like... that's, that's no fun. <laughs> and if you're a real I know, fan, I know, you I can't know, have joking. one answer, right? That's a top 50. What I'm saying is, if you're drinking a malty beer... Like what? If you're drinking a hoppy beer, like what? You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, if I'm drinking a, 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 a honestly a hoppy beer, it's a lot either what uh, not to you know kiss butts, but what Kimmich does, or these these guys at uh, Chicago. I love the Hop Butcher for the World. They're called the Hop Butcher for the World. For the World. I like the name. They do the cool stuff with hops, obviously, in like a super long time. So the way they just use hops from a dark beer to like a light beer perspective, absolutely fantastic. Uh, from a malt end of things, I mean, my, my king shit of fuck mountain beer is Thomas Hardy's. So yeah. you're talking about English barley wines. You know what I mean? That's my favorite beer of all time. I'm going to talk about that. Yeast-wise, honestly, I've always been a huge fan of La Trap Konings Oven's yeast. I like that banana aster they have in there with their quads and stuff like that. That's always been my like right favorite. Like, ba- I mean, it's not com- super complex. It's just doing exactly what I love. So uh, would they work all together? I don't know, but I'd like to try it. Well... To be fair, they might. And water jerseys. There's, Jersey there's no doubt there's some. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Central Jersey, not north or south. Um, but um, but you must know. Because, all right, so I think I've only really had Hardee's once, and it was on the show. Somebody kind of gave it to me, and I was like, holy yeah. fuck, this is, the, this is magic. What the fuck is this? That's the beer I, I freak out on. But it's yeah. got a bit of banana to it, right? So I think your yeast thing plays in your love of that beer, too. Somewhere in that really kind of wonderfully taut brulee sugar thing that rides through that is a is a bit of banana as if it was a um like a banana's foster you know what i mean yeah a bit more desserty a bit more confectionery or whatever instead of being just like whatever but i mean the real thing that really turns me on when it comes to maltiness is age i love age beers it's like my favorite thing in the world so Mm -hmm. when hardy's gets to that like i like to say it raisin that raisin that level you know what i mean where you get that big huge kind of old school raisin pruniness with chocolate just Oh, my butthole gets tight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that might just be because, whatever. Well, <laughs> just that is, uh, that's magic. So, wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt for a second before we go to the news and all the thank yous and the beseeching for our patrons. Yeah. But, um, so, we're going to put this episode up, and Matt will probably put it up on his as well. After this, I'm going to do an episode of Massive Beer with... Beer Massive. Beer Massive, sorry. Beer Massive. With Matt. <laughs> and we will put that up next week as a in the Steelers Beer slot. Just so, you know, whatever. Cross-pollinate or whatever the two different things are supposed to do. But more importantly, so you can hear that version of this discussion. Wait, so people, need to, so people get to hear you talk twice? Twice. No, no, no. It'll be a week later. later. We'll, we'll give, it, we'll give them their same seven-day break from me. Uh. But it'll be so. There will be a steal this beer episode that is Matt Beer Massive. A week from when you hear this one, 
Is that right. clear to everybody? So if you want to hear Maybe. it, tune in next Monday. So think about like the whole Led Zeppelin, like uh, what is that? Uh, Alice in Wonderland. No, no, what's the other one? The Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. That's Pink Floyd. You're going to want to play both at <laughs> the yeah, same time in both ears. So basically, <laughs> it's Steal This Beer Than Me, Than Me, Than Steal This Beer. Yeah, great. Exactly. Fantastic. We'll, we'll do a, yeah. got it. Uh, a remix uh, EP of all these you episodes. You got some, auto, auto, auto I, I don't shit. give a shit. I wasn't invited somebody, to be on this somebody podcast. Please so, get, like, somebody leaving, please get so. John some mushrooms so it'll all make sense. That's right. Justin, you have a letter? I do. And I have to issue a correction for uh oh, because oh, apparently wait, I, I saw this on Facebook. People I, are really mad at you, Justin. People for a are guy re- who talks once an episode. It doesn't, it doesn't Boy, seem to matter how much some, BS, you rustled uh, some jimmies, Mister Carton goes through over here. But when I say something wrong, it really matters. So well, because you're um, the voice of truth. What I'm happened? the voice of Augie. So I said a few <laughs> episodes ago, from personal experience, that uh, Monkish does not have I- IPAs in their tap room. Oh, and didn't the worst you say like they left their ideals behind? You are, no, no, no. Somebody else said they left their ideals behind. I that was Goldfarb? That was Goldfarb. Okay. Yes. It was but I episode. was asking questions, and he answered my question from a memory, and our Facebook page lit the fuck up with Tell Justin He's an Idiot. <laughs> oh, all right. So, <laughs> and we got an email from uh, Bill Malloy as well saying, does Bill Malloy own? <laughs> no, you know Bill Malloy doesn't own. You know Bill Malloy. Do I? Yes. Okay. Bill We're Malloy. Hi, Bill. Hi, my old friend, Bill. Subject is <laughs> Young Kennedy. Hi, uh, young Kennedy. <laughs> Monkish does serve IPAs in their tasting room. I have been and had. They smelled great. Bill Malloy. <laughs> STFU. <laughs> I stand corrected. When I was there, I've been there twice. Uh, they did not have any of the IPAs, but apparently they do. So All I'm right. going to give I you apologize. a bit of advice, old man and young man. If you get visibly drunk enough every time you're out in public, nobody expects you to know the <laughs> truth. That's just my advice to you. Hey, and I've listen, as, as, or that, or that as, is your truth. <laughs> as punishment, you also can't go on Matt's podcast. So, uh, that's, uh, oh, sorry. That's that's no, he's going to be there because he's going to cr- tweak Great, our ass across, across Twitter. It's just you, John. Nobody likes you, buddy. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. We have a real letter. Let's have a real letter that isn't just correcting young that, Justin. Yeah. I love that he called you Young Justin. I know. Young, he's young the happiest Kennedy. of all. But yeah. How old I wish Bill? he'd called you Young Christopher or one of the fuck-up <laughs> names. <laughs> all right. We got a letter from Drew Marcotti, and he says it's a problematic question. Okay. How does the STB crew feel about Viceland's Beerland show? Meg Gill makes it out to be an observation of homebrewers all around the U.S. I watched the first two seasons as I got into homebrewing myself, and the dumbed-down art of brewing somewhat helped. But I couldn't. Uh, but I couldn't help think of the manip- manipulation Mbev is pulling off with the show as Golden Road has sold out to them. So I want to know the panel's thoughts. If you guys will comment on this show, I know you guys had Meg on a while back, uh, where she even promoted the show. So I'm curious about your thoughts. I, I can honestly say that when we had her on the show and uh, they put out like a teaser trailer of like a, a sizzle reel of like what she was doing, and I yeah. watched that, I haven't seen any episodes of the show. That's my response too. I'm not interested in watching it, so I can't really. Comment. It's not that I'm even not interested. I don't. I don't think I get that channel, and yeah, you can watch it online. But oh, can I? Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I will now. I haven't seen it. Okay. But that won't stop me from talking about it. <laughs> um, so, here's the thing. I'm gonna make two arguments. One, you know it's AB InBev, and you know that they're trying to promote it. So that means something else in your life is working sure. right some point I watched an episode of the there's some preposterous show where a guy takes over a bar 
throws out everything in the bar, replaces it with Smirnoff and Coors Light. Yeah. Bar then, Rescue or something? And then, right. So that show. And somebody asked me to watch it, or somebody told me I should watch it, I guess. I watched it. I was like, this is clearly sponsored by Smirnoff and Bud Light. Nobody would make all these choices. And it's clearly just long-form promotion. So that's a thing that exists in the culture, and people are obviously not sad to be part of. The fact that you're aware of it means they're either so bad at it it's okay, or you're so... Plugged in. ...woke that it's okay, or far more importantly, we're doing our job and informing you of that. Right? So... So that part's working. But the other part you said is when you were new to brewing, it got you excited and got you into it enough that you moved the fuck on. And then it did some good for you, right? So so I don't think we need to have an opinion on it. I don't yeah. think you need to have an opinion on it. You know the truth. You know it was your gateway beer. Who cares if Killian's Red got you to Bass, which got you to Amen. Fat Tire? Yep. I got you there, right? I so, will point out that... Uh, just do me a favor. Drunkenly scream at all your friends that it's an AB, you know, plant to screw up the market, and then we've done our job. Sure. Um, I will point out that AB, through its ZX Ventures, owns yep. Northern Homebrewer Supply, which is one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, homebrewing.com sites and stores uh, out there. You had there. to tell and me so, that, yeah, and I forgot it. Yeah, so I mean, me so, so I don't know if that factors into the show or not, but I'm going to guess that on some level it does, and so that's just something to know as well, that it, that's just another part of the, the, the AB thing. But uh, but yeah, you know, if you, if you get something out of a TV show and uh, yeah. you like it, then, you know, cool, and uh, now that Justin tells me it's on the uh, on the intertubes, maybe I'll uh, I'll go and take well, a look. Well, let me take what you just said, because again, that's something I should know, because I do care, but I erase my brain every night um but you have told me that i should not but that's actually that leads me to a question so aware it's ab InBev and feeling like it's ab InBev marketing clearly stuck out to you and you moved on did you know they own it's more beer you said uh, northern brewing northern supply. brewing supply all right and as a home brewer that's moved on from the show do you use that service are you aware abos that, like please write us another letter and fill us in on that part because what I thought was obvious and not working because you picked it out might be exactly wrong. You might it might have worked perfectly where you've moved on. You're not drinking AB, but you're buying brew whatever the brewing supply place's name stuff is yeah. all the way. So maybe it worked perfectly, and I'm again see, thinking way too obvious picture. Yeah. So, Damn it, Augie. All right. Well, so thanks it, for the letter. If they if, want to write us a letter. Or write Justin directly and complain about something. Well, everybody should do that all the right. time. <laughs> that, that should be, like, Thanks again, Bill. Like, that's almost as good as the $50 You're Patreon level is if you're just inundating Justin with corrections. I'll, I'll get to the emails before <laughs> I do. So. The $50 Patreon level will give you Justin's <laughs> personal cell phone number. That's right. Yeah, that's part of it. Now. <laughs> I, I, I accidentally printed that on a business card one time. So. Did you? <laughs> I have still this beer flyer, actually. On a steel, this, great. So it's out there in the world. Yeah. And I yelled at you for it, too, looking out for you. But now I want it to happen right <laughs> okay. away. No, you, that's you, fine. You guys can call me if you Justin's want. Justin's great. <laughs> so, Matt, thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, we appreciate Guys, like it, I said, tune into awesome. us next and week. And it's also Steal This Beer Podcast at gmail.com. Well, getting to all that. <laughs> I had okay. Well, you it. set it up, and then you, as always, flipped the switch, and you started to thank Matt. Listen, it's, it's jazz, baby. It's uh-huh. not classified. <laughs> we are not on paper here. Anyway, um, so what was I going to say before John taught me what I was going to say? You're thanking Matt. Uh, so anyway, Matt, thanks for coming out. Like I said, tune in to our show next week to hear Beer Massive. And tune in to Beer Massive to hear this. Um, and then we'll go back to doing two different things. 
Uh, if they want us to write us a letter like that person just did, they do it at uh, Podcast at gmail.com. And if they want to reach out on all the different social medias, it's at SteelThisBeer. Right on. And if they want to keep us alive, keep John flying first class, <laughs> maybe have Brian Cass come back into the fold, they give us some patroons on Patreon.com slash SteelThisBeer. Right. Right we should point out that the money actually goes to more than just uh, yeah, no, buying me fancy To be fancy fair, plane, I don't think tickets. we've ever actually flown um, your first class. Yeah. His, but his if you listen to this too. show, you know I like oh, yeah. eating a dead horse. Yeah. It's kind of my thing. Um, <laughs> a whole bunch of dudes I wouldn't in backpacks know, I don't and throat beers show. just walked yeah. in, so I think Beer Mass is about to start. That'd be them. <laughs> Told you. Awesome. All right, Matt, anyway, thanks again. Uh, get at us and let us know what you think. Cheers, guys. Cheers.